the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Yesterday was a big sell-off. You know how I know? I got a lot of texts and a lot of tweets, and television said, can you come in at night? I'm like, no, it's snowing up in Tahoe. <clears throat> I know you're saying, really? It didn't quite go like that. But I tend not to like to go in on the dramatic days because it tends to be like, well, Rob, don't you think stock market's just a big game going to zero? Like the, the announcers, like they kind of attack me. Like, don't you think everyone who's put money in the market is going to lose everything now? You're you're the you're a capitalist pig. I'm like I'm not a capitalist pig. Um, no, I don't think the stock market's going to zero, but that's the way it feels. And news reporters and anchors kind of think that because I used to work with a guy named Chris, and he wasn't the smartest, but man, he looked good and he could read copy. But he wasn't the smartest. Was he Ron Burgundy? No, Ron Burgundy. A lot of backstabbing in the news game. I mean, you have to watch your back. You do have to watch your back because I'm, I'm suddenly slamming. Basically, the mainstream media has to sell a story. Your 401k was at all-time highs in September. October was a bumpy month. November is transitioning. Is it going to go back to all-time highs, or are we in a four-period of underperformance? Is it because of Trump and trade war that people think has gotten out of control? Games without frontiers, war without guns. Now we're doing wars with trade, right? So the stock market on Tuesday had this knee-jerk reaction to Monday. Monday, where everyone's like, hey, the G20 summit went great. Trump and G tariff ceasefires died down. 90-day moratorium on tariffs, on new tariffs. And then we started looking at the, the, the treasuries and where safety is in the United States market. And it's yelling, recession is coming, recession is coming. You can get a three-year treasury note now for 2.84%. That's right around the five-year of 2.83%. And that's telling you we're not seeing a lot of growth three and five years out. Because inflation tends to average 2 to 4%, and it's smack right there. So... People are looking at this, and they're kind of like saying, okay, let's let's go with that. And then you're starting to see Apple's having a tough quarter, and all their suppliers are downgrading their guidance. But is this the time to quit, or is this the time to say, let's take a look at what we have? It's a risk-off environment. Risk-off environments could be called corrections. They could be called bear markets. They could be what, called whatever you want. I've lived through many of them in my life. I'll live through more. You can make a case that there may be a trading opportunity in the short term. Now, are you risk-averse? Are you risk-prone? What are you? Are you laserfish 0123? I don't know. But people are falling all over each other saying, this is a tough time to own stocks. It's good TV. 
Ned Davis Research puts markets into eight big asset classes, everything from bonds to stocks in the U.S., to international stocks, to commodities. And not a single one of them is on track to post return this year of more than 5%. That tells you it's a tough time to be an investor. The central bank has said, we're going to stop tickling you with stimulus. We don't need to tickle the economy anymore to get it to laugh. We're going to take that stimulus away and be serious. The party's over. The punch is gone. What? I can't get a mortgage for 3.25%? Whoa, wait, wait. I have to, get, I have to pay 5%? And it looks like it's going higher? Uh-huh. This is market turbulence. And you know what? I love market turbulence. When I used to travel a lot at a national radio show, I was in 60 markets plus. I think at the height, like 80. I'm kind of a big deal. I'm kind of a big deal. I used to travel a lot. And anytime there's turbulence, I pretend to have Tourette's. Because when you travel a lot, you get really, really bored on planes. So I'd say dirty words. Behave yourself. And I'd start rocking back and forth. And I'd always have like a coworker say, oh, don't worry. He just has Tourette's. He's okay. Go! So I go, so I'd say like poop 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 and the plane falls a thousand feet. Poop 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 and it made people really nervous. But it was my idea of like I don't like turbulence. You don't like turbulence, so this is a way of making me like was it immature? Yes. Was it stupid? Yes. Was it making fun of a condition? Yes. I was a horrible person. Okay, where this is going is the US and China, the G two meeting over the weekend, not the G twenty meeting. The G2, they said, let's put off tariffs for 90 days. And then we were like, hey, wait, didn't this Mexico NAFTA thing take 108? Didn't it take a year and a half? Uh huh. 18 months? And isn't it like a 25,000 page document? Uh huh. So, China, you got a long way to go from two, two leaders going, let's work this out to the, the nitty gritty of the details. You with me against me? Got to pick a side. Trump sees strong signals as China swings into action on trade. That's just talk. Stock market misery runs deeper than the Trump and the Fed right now. We've had great uh, run on the economy on unemployment. Do you remember when Obama took office, unemployment was like at 10%, 11%, 12%? And it goes all the way down to 4%. That's not even funny. Well, it did. He inherited an economy that was going south, a lot of people say. Um, now, President Trump inherited an economy that was in a bull market. And to extend the bull market, we got tax cuts and we had low interest rates. But the Federal Reserve said, you know what? Our job is to, to fight inflation. And we see some inflation coming. So we're going to raise interest rates. We're going to take the quantitative easing, the, ta- the, ta- tam- the tapering off the table. I was going to say, they're tampering with taper. The words just didn't come out of my mouth. I like the way you say that. So the bond market is clearly a smart market, and it's given us a signal that the equity market's got it wrong, that we are sl- going to slow down in 2019. Decelerating earnings are going to be a part of it. Central bank taking away stimulus and gasoline on the fire of the economy. It's going to be part of it. Have you ever thrown gasoline on a fire? Me neither. But it sounds like something fun, right? Whatever happened to J.J. Walker? It's a good question. I don't think I have the correct answer for you. What happened to J.J. Walker? Um, TV shows. Good times, right? Uh, We learned a lot in the 70s. (laughs) All you got to do is have family. 
good times. And then the Love Boat. Man, I loved Love Boat. That and Fantasy Island with Ricardo Montalban. It was a one-two powerful Friday night ABC punch. I know you're saying, where is this going, Rob? I don't have an answer. So I, I think the economy is, can't be as great as it is. It's like we're running a four-minute mile. And after a, you know, after I've run 100 yards of a four-minute mile, I'm like, I, I don't think I can finish this. I have to slow down. I'm going to die. My heart's beating too fast. Same thing happens with the stock markets on occasion. So am I calling for a recession? No. I'm just calling for we're doing a risk reassessment, and I think you should too. If you got couples like Snap, you're hoping to hit a home run on, it may not be a home run. So start thinking about what do you want to own? Oil is falling. Stocks are falling. The sky is falling. We take the day off to honor George H.W. Bush and to reflect on his presidency and to reflect on our nation. It's an interesting time. I'm Rob Black. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. How do you feel about these markets? That's a big question, right? trying to lead you down a path of fear now. Um, but I would say just have a plan. And you should expect down markets and down years. And Would I take eight, nine years up for one down year? Uh, yeah. In a heartbeat. So you have to take it too. Kind of. There's no promises on the market. There's different things that you can take a look at. Will Domino's Pizza go out of business or will we order more pizzas in a recession? We tend to order more pizzas. Will McDonald's go out of business or will we eat cheaper food in, re- in recessions? We tend to eat cheaper foods. High-end products like Apple may not sell as well. But the question is, do they have enough services like music and video to satisfy us and to satisfy investors? Hurricane Michael wrecked the insurance companies. Hurricanes had a tough year. Wildfires have had a tough year for insurance companies. So you should look at insurance companies. Insurance companies are pretty smart. Yes, they pay out massive losses, but they also come back to the table and say, we're going to raise rates. Some people are really upset that PG&E doesn't pay a dividend. Some people are really upset that PG&E is getting uh, protection from the state of California starting in 2019, and they're going to be able to raise rates based on wildfires. And maybe their liability will be, as long as they're not caught with a gas can, their liability will be less, is the expectation. Now, again, I'm not saying any of this. Um, I'm comfortable, but changes in the market don't feel comfortable, and we've had enough changes. Friday, maybe we'll have a positive surprise with the jobs report. Maybe people say, as long as people have jobs, things are really okay. But after nine up years, it, it might be... It might be time to start thinking, you know, let's take a bit of a break, whether it's, you know, a fast one or a long, slow one. I'd prefer a fast correction. Bear markets can drive you crazy. Internal Facebook emails are showing now that the company discussed charging for access to user data. <laughs> oh, 
Facebook entered into a whitelist agreements with companies that allowed them to maintain full access to friends' data after Facebook restricted data sharing in 2015 to exclude information on that user's friends. Drop the the. Just so Facebook. Zuckerberg's kind of looking like a lion pig right now. He's kind of looking like someone who would sell his mother up the river and then buy her back down the river and sell her up the river one more time. You know, we have a basic responsibility to protect people's data. And if we can't do that, then we don't deserve to have the opportunity to serve people. Mobile app maker 643 is suing Facebook, so there's a lot of these documents now getting thrown around into court. <laughs> it doesn't make Facebook look good. Now, here's the thing. You think Facebook's going to go down? I don't. Not anytime soon. You, well, I will say this. I, th- I think it's become more of a joke. Uh, no. Some people still love Facebook. I don't want to insult anyone. But they're no YouTube. So Facebook's got some issues, and they, they need to get some credibility. And it may mean someone has to get fired, whether it's Sheryl Sandberg or whether it's Mark Zuckerberg. You know, Bill Gates left Microsoft. It happens. He, re- he was replaced with Steve Ballmer, the worst person on the planet. It turned Microsoft from a bad company to a, to a joke. Ballmer would get on and like, rah, 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 shish, boom, bah. I'm the CEO of Microsoft. We're awesome. That Apple phone's never going to catch on. Ha <laughs> ha. It's awful. And he'd pull out his Microsoft phone. Do you remember Ballmer? I mean, he he looked like a doofus, a dancing doofus, a balding, big Frankenstein dancing doofus. Uh, that's my young Frankenstein tribute. Greatest movie of all time, potentially. potentially. The scene where Dr. Frankenstein tells his Igor. And the next thing he calls him Igor and his hump keeps moving. He goes, whatever you do, I'm locking myself in that monster. I'm going to give him love. If I, if I scream to let me out, don't let me out. <laughs> and Igor doesn't let him out when he's being pulled limb to limb. It's awesome. So there's a lot going on right now. Like Facebook's got issues. How about Google? Google's got issues. Their contractors are demanding more pay. Their employees are saying, stop being sexist. The employees are saying that. Great googly moogly. They're saying, stop doing evil. Don't work with the Defense Department on making you know, guidance systems for missiles. Don't you dare go back in China, Google. It, it's, it's a slippery time right now to be a big tech company. You know, Apple was raising prices on their phone, raising prices on their phone, and their phone doesn't start selling well, and now they're discounting their phone. It's like, uh-oh. George H.W. Bush was president for only four years, but he shaped the Supreme Court for decades. Does that sound familiar? He presided over the end of the Cold War. He liberalized international trade. He signed NAFTA, the North American Free Trade Agreement. His most enduring legacy was probably the Supreme Court, which a lot of people are now starting to realize that's kind of an important one. His first nominee was David Souter, who retired from the court in 2009. Souter surprised the country shortly into his tenure by siding with liberals. So conservatives started shouting, no more Souters. Then you got Justice Clarence Thomas, Bush's second nominee. He's the longest-serving justice on the court right now, and he's an ardent conservative. Um, His former clerks hold top jobs in the Trump administration. He's molded a generation of conservative legal scholarship. So presidents are very, very important. Bush's two selections proved widely divergent. One super conservative, one sided with liberals more often than not. But it also taught us partisanship. It also taught us about the Federalist Society influence that's out there in good times and bad times. There's a mad rush to have people confirmed in the courts, to pack the courts. That's one of the things 
President Trump's doing. He's not just the Supreme Court. He's packing the court system with conservatives right now. So that will have a legacy. President Ronald Reagan had a botched attempt to confirm Robert Bork in 1987, um, which was pretty interesting. I remember he smoked a little marijuana. And uh, did he or didn't he kind of thing. So today the stock markets are closed in observance of George H.W. Bush, life and legacy. He's lying in state at Congress at this point in time. Um, we all remember various presidents in our lifetime, right? So today is the day where we say, we remember. Tomorrow we get back to the stock market. Will the market sell off? Futures suggested yesterday at the end of the day that it was going to rally back. But are things changing? Can you be honest about it? When unemployment starts, when we start seeing job cuts, it might be too late to say, oh, I saw this coming. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Don't lose the faith. Just look at your portfolio, assess the risk, and make appropriate changes on a regular basis, not in tough times, not in great times, on a regular basis. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. We have a down market. Uh, the markets are actually closed today, so don't stress too much if you don't see anything going on. Um, it's not like the market's broken, <laughs> although I kind of like that idea. That can sell tickets. The market's broken, right? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Don't be shy. This is a good time to listen to shows like mine and CFP's Chad Burton's to just come up with some ideas and do you panic or do you not? I think those are really good questions. I gave some ideas on stocks that are at 52 week lows. Now, how about some stocks that are 10, 20, or 30% off? Does it mean you'll make money this year? Probably not. If we are truly indeed heading into a recession, the market was down big yesterday. The market's closed today. If we are truly heading into a recession, it's okay. We've had one before. We've had multiple. We just haven't had one in a long time. And guess what? We forget, right? So President George H.W. Bush he died November 30th at age 94. Think about that for a second as an investment lesson. 94 years old. So let's say he worked like your dad and mom did until he was 60. He had 34 years of retirement. It's the first time the market closed for the death of a president since 2007 for former President Gerald Ford. This doesn't happen every day. So it's a solid moment. It's a nice moment to reflect on the great things of America and the, the Bill of Rights. It's a pretty great country. Capitalism kind of rocks and rolls. With that said, suddenly cash is looking more and more attractive than stocks. Capitalism has had its way. Now, do markets typically signal this as clearly as it's been signaled with a slowing down in housing, with GM shutting down some factories, with massive tax cuts to goose the economy, with wildfires and uh, hurricanes slowing down 
um, economic activity, but also creating rebuild. This seems to be pretty obvious to me with a 10-year treasury. Now, the good news is we've already moved it, and we've moved it sizably, but it's still at, at pretty low levels, historically speaking. So the roof is not on fire. Sometimes there's a pause that refreshes. Sometimes there's a recession that cleans things out. Let me give you the best example of a, a recession that cleans things out that I can. In 2000, I'm hanging out in the marina in San Francisco. And if you're not from San Francisco, it's where the young kids live. And they all happen to be six foot five and beautiful, whether you're talking about a man or a woman. And it was competitive. I was like, I got a six-figure job. I've come from the East Coast. I'm kind of a hot, hot thing. But not here I wasn't. Because in 2000, the dot-com boom was going on. And if you were a secretary at a dot-com, you were rolling in stock options. And you were making money hand over fist. And you were buying homes you couldn't afford. You were going to restaurants you shouldn't be eating at. Back when $25 steaks were priced at $100, now $25 steaks are priced at $50. But the high-end places, uh-huh, slanted door, I'm speaking to you. Fifth floor, this is what we're talking about. I had monkey butt coffee in 2000. Monkey butt coffee would be, of course, from lemurs that go around and pick up the coffee bean, eat it. They get their excrement and their oils and their hormones and their pheromones all over it. And then some poor farmer picks up that poop, cleans it off, and sells it as monkey butt coffee. Get in my belly! $50. $50 for a gallon of it. A gallon? I don't know. What do they serve? Not a gallon. What do they serve? A pot of coffee. What's a pot? Now that I'm thinking about it, did I get ripped off? Was I supposed to get a gallon instead of a pot of coffee? But anyway, a pot of coffee. It was the most delicious coffee I ever had. I've never had it since because the excesses were so large then that you kind of felt like, you know what? I've never eaten escargots. I think I might try. Oh, it tastes like garlic and butter. Yum. So excesses tend to happen, and that's okay. That's normal. That's healthy. It, It happens. It's out there. With that being said... 2000, 2001, 2002, the stock market cleaned out. It flushed out the excesses. It said, you know what? Everyone can't be beautiful coming straight from high school or college and getting a job paying six-plus figures. So the traffic thinned down. The lines at restaurants thinned down. The monkey butt coffee, lemur coffee, no longer selling for as much as it was because the demand wasn't there. You could only make so much of that stuff a year. So the demand was 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 ready when times were good, but the supply was too much when times were bad. So recessions are okay, in my opinion. Great companies will be great companies. Was Apple alive? Was Google alive? Did they survive? It's like, I survived the stinking stock market crash, and all I have is this dumb t-shirt. Yes, those will be printed. Will it last six months, 12 months, 20 months, 24, a year, two years, three years? Typically, 12 to 18 months. So cash looks attractive right now. Is it Is it coming? It looks like it is. It's pretty obvious from all the statistics, the higher interest rates, the corporate debt issues, the tax cut already being there. Can't do another one. Congress is going to say, not going to do it. Not going to do it. Not on my watch. Little shout out to number 41. Not going to do it. So I myself kind of wish instead of a day of mourning, we just had a day of Dana Carvey Saturday Night Live impressions. Naga, thousand points light. Um, wow. 
You know what's weird is if you take a look at Dana Carvey, is just Google him. His son's getting into comedy, and it's just weird. Yeah, I get like a professional baseball player. I hung around the Cleveland Indians my whole life. My son did too, and my son's going into hockey or baseball or football. Yeah, you get it. You get the dad who's a sport. Like, I don't get the comedian who does Saturday Night Live impressions. His kid doing Saturday Night Live impressions. That's terrible. It's terrible. Um, the Dow crashes yesterday. It was a bad day. I always know it's a bad day when Kron calls me in and says, hey, can you come in? I'm like, no, it's snowing up in Tahoe. And they're like, what? I'm like, I'm not coming in. There's George W. H.W. Bush we're paying attention to tomorrow. We're going to have a day of mourning. It's still in our style. So I didn't want to go in because I get that a big day makes people freak out. So I'm, I'm turning to Warren Buffet. He's the man. Who's the man? Warren Buffet is the man. He looks for companies with book value and discounts. He's talked about it year over year over year to the point of it's nauseating. It's not an easy stock master valuation trick of the trade. You're not going to master it. So I highly recommend looking for a financial planner if you're freaked out about down markets. Decade long run for the bull market. There's a lot of concerns right now. Now, there's going to be some reprieves. But a lot of those, those, those concerns aren't going away. Housing isn't really terribly affordable. The tax cuts aren't, you know, there's not going to be another round of tax cuts. In fact, we know tax cuts down the road are going to expire. And we're going back to higher taxes. Now, whoa, you sound gloomy, Rob. I'm not gloomy. Buybacks across the corporate sector continue to reach new records. It becomes questionable now of maybe they should have been investing in the company instead of buying back stocks at all-time highs. Right? A couple of weeks ago, we're like, hey, st- they find their own stock attractive at these all time highs. That's good enough by me. So the, the story's the same, but our narrative's different. Warren Buffett recently bought $4 billion worth of JP Morgan, a bank stock that has since entered into a correction. But if he was right, he doesn't have to be correct today. Having conviction and staying power on what I would refer to as your market bets, your market places, your market investments, your ideas, your belief in capitalism. I think it, it, it has a, an awesome, it, it, it's powerful. But you don't go out naked and swim in the tide that's pulling out. I know you're saying, Rob, the idea of you swimming naked in a tide that's pulling out nauseates me and makes me want to lose weight. Perfect. I've accomplished one thing today if I've accomplished one thing. Oh, my, my, my. Don't swim naked in a tide that is receding. The market is receding right now. Now, you have to have a lot of confidence if you're going to go out in the ocean. Because there's going to be times where it's, it's, it's pretty tricky out there. It's pretty tricky right now. There's a transition going on. Now, stock futures yesterday closed higher. Now, that's after a route on the market. I like routes. I've talked about this already. Uh, San Francisco in 2000, 2001, 2002, it created excesses curbs those excesses. It cuts down on inflation. It cuts down on speculation. I know someone who worked at a uh, a business-to-consumer company or consumer-to-consumer or business-to-business. Do you remember all these like dumb things we were saying? And she bought a house in Santa Cruz, a cliff house on the ocean with stock options. She lost it because she never converted the options into cash. Humbling lessons. No. I'm Rob Black. I'm not stressed. I'm not freaked out. I'll let you know when the roof is on fire. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial.
Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Howdy, howdy. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Markets are transitioning. That's not a good thing or a bad thing. I'm not going to go as far as to say you shouldn't pay attention, just go away. It'll all be okay. I don't know you. I, I know that if you're in retirement or near retirement, this is not a great time for you. This is a transition that's even more stressful. As I get older, I want to work with professionals more and more because I don't want to deal with it. So I look at myself as a gardener of stocks and capitalism. It takes some work, right? It takes rain to make the tulips grow. Tulips are lovely. But no rain, they're just little dried up twigs. So I want to give you five-star performance every single day. It's not always possible. The markets had a bad day yesterday. They're closed today in honor and in observance of George Bush, President number 41, passing. He was an old man. And again, it reminds you that yeah, that's one of the reasons you invest because you're not a president of the United States and you don't get those pensions and you don't get those benefits and you didn't come from oil money. Man, don't you wish you came from oil money? Like, what did your mom and dad do wrong sitting around being teachers all day? So what I'm looking to do is have you beat the markets. And right now what I'm going to tell you is look at your speculation and try to limit it. Raise a little bit of cash. Be patient. Understand that the data is pointing to slowdown. So you can't be Pollyanna. I don't even know what that means. Who was Pollyanna? But you want some value. And for years and years and years, large cap growth did great. Large cap growth, international growth did great, 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 great. Raw, 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 raw. And now it's time for value to do okay for a day, for a week, for a month, for a year, for 18 months. I don't know. I still like stocks. I still like being optimistic. But I also like being realistic. I like to be real zillion. So if there's a company that I liked that I bought higher, I'll buy it lower if I still believe in that company. There was an Asian crisis in 1998. There was a stock market correction in 2000 in the United States. We saw the Asian flu in 98. We saw a banking and saving and thrifts crisis in the early 90s. This isn't new to us. 2008, the subprime borrowers borrowed a lot of money. Banks said, you know what? We don't like that risk, so we're going to package a lot of them together and sell them to the investors. And that kind of was the downfall of Bear Stearns and Lehman Brothers. Is there a little bit of deja vu between 1998, the Asian flu, and 2008, 2007, which were difficult environments, even for value? There is. Markets have rallied a little bit on the hope the Fed will pause. Oil prices are lower. There's some element of fiscal accommodation in the United States. Do you remember the taper tantrum where the Fed says we're going to taper off how much debt we buy of our own? The United States government said, the Treasury said, we're going to print money and buy it from ourselves. (laughs) What? You can't make this stuff up. This is reminiscent of 1998. We've had an emerging market crisis then and now. This year, we have an emerging market crisis with Turkey and Argentina. There's kind of a risk-off thing going on right now, nearly 30%. You know, uh, how much business did we do with China? A lot. So right now, we have 75% of stocks trading below their 200-day moving average, which is a negative sign. And again, 
you got to go with this. But then again, you go like, hey, Waymo has officially launched the country's first commercial autonomous rideshare service. What, what, what? Typically right around Phoenix, Mesa, Tempe, and Chandler, Arizona. General Motors subsidiary Cruise is going to launch an autonomous service as well. But Waymo, out of Google, has launched an autonomous rideshare service. So look at the calendar, 2018, autonomous cars. It gives customers rides in self-driving vehicles 24 hours a day. But it's very limited right now. We don't want people to die. We want to make sure this is good. The Waymo self-driving fleet has been in development since 2017. Why Arizona? Is it because it's flat? Is it because it's desert? Is it because they have good roads? I don't know. I'm not that smart. But right now, there is going to be a rider, sure. But there's also going to be an assistant, a support agent in the vehicle. But it's a race at this point in time. The pursuit of greater profits. Now, I've just given you something kind of positive to look at. In a negative down market yesterday, General Motors is saying that it's going to cost ride-sharing companies more than $3 per mile in San Francisco. But it's, it's all about pursuit of profits. GM thinks that number can get down to $1 per mile as bigger fleets of driverless vehicles get developed. So that story is out there, right? A lot of the Bay Area is losing out to cost of living. And you're hearing more and more about contractors. If you're a self-employed contractor, contact CFP Chad Burton. This is your year to really start getting your taxes correct. Glassdoor used to call Facebook one of the best places to work, of which I worked for some employers who were like, hey, please give us a good review at Glassdoor. I'm like, that's kind of odd. I'm not a Glassdoor kind of guy. I find it kind of just a weird place. But Google contractors are demanding, demanding higher wages, equal benefits. A lot of stress out there right now. A lot of stress. Oh, where are we going to go? So right now, look at your portfolio. Feel comfortable with it and or don't. Be wise. Don't be prudent. Be prudent. Don't be reactionary. Is it a correction? I got more emails from panicked people yesterday than I have in a long time. That's typically a good thing, not a bad thing. Recessions happen. If, if this is one, let it happen. If you're in retirement, you better have a plan and a financial planner. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.